Hey everyone, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and today I have another special guest on the show. Her name is Diani. She is an amazing lady who is part of the Clever Girl Finance tribe and she lives all the way in China where she teaches English as a second language. And on this episode, Diani is sharing her financial journey with us. She's talking us through the progress she has made, how she has adjusted her mindset and basically what she's doing to get her finances in order. But before we get into our conversation, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now on Stitcher. And if you love what you're listening to, please leave a review so other people can find it as well. So let's get into my conversation with Diani. So hey, Diani, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you, Bella? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you. I am excited as well. Thanks for even thinking to have me on the podcast. So tell everyone who you are. You know, they want to know because we're going to be talking about your story. This podcast is all about you. (laughs) OMG, all about me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, my name is Tiani, everyone. I am currently an ESL teacher, um, English for speakers of other languages. I'm a teacher from America, but I'm actually in China, and I've been in China for about 10 months um, out here trying to get my hustle on so I can pay down debt, um, <laughs> and Bo has been instrumental in that um, this year especially, but I think I've been following you for like maybe a year and a half, two years now. Oh, wow. And can we just yeah. come back to the fact that you said that you are in China? How amazing is that experience? It is it's amazing in every sense of the word, like the good and the bad. <laughs> good in the sense that, I mean, there's just so much history here. I mean, the culture, the food, um, and then bad in the sense that you live in a place where um, there's eight gajillion people. So, um, so yeah. Wow. So there are lines and everyone's sort of on top of each other when, when everyone's not at work or at school. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying it out here. I really am. Um, I think I came at like the perfect time in my life, to be honest. Oh, wow. So one of the things on my bucket list is to visit the Great Wall of China. Have you been and is it worth it? I have not been (laughs) because I've been, I've not traveled anywhere. I live actually in Southeastern China and I can go to Hong Kong in an hour. And I haven't even gone to Hong Kong yet, just because if I go somewhere, I know I'm going to spend money and I'm really, really focused on paying down debt. Yeah. So but I'm going to go. I'm going to go soon. Yeah. You got to build it into your budget because this is, I feel like being in a place like China is, especially since it's so far away from where you're from, is somewhere mm-hmm. that you want to explore. And so you want to start putting it into your budget to visit all the places before you leave. That is true. Bola, I'm so like, I, I'm so excited now about seeing zero balances. It's not even funny. I know. I know. So let's, let's kind of get into that. Let's talk about your, you know, your finances and just where you are now and where you were before. So guys, Diani is actually a member of, um, the Clever Girl Finance Accountability Program, and she actually just finished her six months program. And so I'm so proud of her. It's such an awesome achievement, but Diani, I wanted to ask you before you got to this space where like, you know what, I want to work on paying down debt, getting my finances in order. Where were you with your finances at the beginning of the year or even last year? What was your financial situation looking like? Okay. So I'll go back to the beginning of 2016. Okay. Financial situation 
wasn't, uh, I was not getting ahead like I wanted to. So to put everything in perspective, to go back basically to Thanksgiving of 2015, my car broke down the day before Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I had to take the train to go see my family and, and take an Uber from the, from the train to go to my, my like uncle's house for Thanksgiving. And I had to buy a car immediately. So that was, and the car that I had was paid off. So all the money that I was putting toward paying down a credit card, I basically had to put down on a car note because I just, cause I didn't have the money to buy like a two or $3,000 used car at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was working my nine to five. I was freelance reporting because that was, that's actually my, um, my first profession was I was actually a newspaper reporter. Um, so I was freelancing on the side. I had my nine to five at a content marketing agency and I was teaching ESOL in the evenings. So, but I felt like I wasn't just not getting ahead at all. Um, I was paying everything off on time, but I felt like I couldn't save like I want to or, or reach my, my like debt payoff goals. So at, at the beginning of 2016, I just knew it was time for a change. I just knew I had to just, I wasn't really happy at my job anyway. I said, I, I knew it was time for a change. And then when I was, when I started looking into, um, what I wanted to do next, I, I mean, I really did love teaching. I said, well, let me go to a place where it's going to be lucrative for me. Um, so that's when I came to China, been in China since September of 2016. And things were rough in the beginning because not only am I paying, you know, bills here, but I'm also paying, I'm also sending money back home. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in the beginning I wasn't getting paid as much. So, um, so it was a little tough in the beginning, but I have no idea how it happened. It must've been divine favor, but everything that I needed to pay off, it was great. All the, all my money like would come in on time from insurance, like extra insurance that I had overpaid before I left and they were sending me a refund check or like my rental security deposit came back right in time and I needed to pay something. It was just amazing. So, um, but yeah, when I, so I was three months into China when uh, I decided, I was like, let me, let me go with Bola. Let me see what this thing is about. Cause I needed, I needed to talk with other people. Like it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. when you're, when you're trying to do this, but your family doesn't really understand your friends, like sort of don't understand, they don't, you know, they're okay, but they don't really, really understand what you're in. And sometimes you don't even want to divulge everything that's going on because you're a little bit embarrassed by it. That's and, true. um, yeah. And my situation is that I just have an inordinate amount of student loan debt, um, and, uh, and a little bit of credit card debt. And I dropped like 12 to $13,000 the day before I left China. It was literally what Labor Day, the day before I left China, 2016, I drove the car to CarMax and sold it back to them. The day before so you left for China, day, right? Yeah. Like okay. literally... 10 hours before I got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like I was at CarMax at seven o'clock in the evening, sold my car back and then got an Uber to my uncle's house. My uncle drove me to the, to the airport at like 5 a.m. Nuts. But, um, but, but yeah, but when the word accountability, when I saw that in the name of your program, I said, okay, that's it for me. I was like, it's six months. It's not too short. It's not too long, but I felt like you need that six months. And in my case, I felt like I needed that six months to really stay focused, 
change my mindset, really reconfigure things because I had to figure everything out. Like all of my expenses are different and, and, and whatnot, but thank God in China, the, I could, my, the cost of living is so low that I am able to send back like a thousand dollars each month back home. Um, and more now that I have some side hustles towards your, towards your bills and other things, right? The debt you're paying. Yeah. Yeah. So Diana, you said a number of things that are pretty, I think it's really important. I want to kind of deep dive on them (laughs) because I think it's going to be helpful to folks who are listening. And one of the things you said was around, um, not being able or needing accountability and, you know, not wanting to share or divulge information with everybody or some people may want to, may feel that way, not wanting to share that information with other people. And I think tied to that, you know, the people who are around you, they really determine how successful you are. And a lot of people don't necessarily see that, right? Because you may tell people, oh, I'm trying to pay off all this debt. And then they're going to be like, why are you wasting your time? Haven't you heard? Student loan debt is good debt. You're supposed to have it until you die. Mm. You're going to forgive it. And that could have, you sharing that information with certain people could have possibly taken you completely off of your path. You could have kept the car, in the States and been paying a car note all the way from China, you could have oh, Lord, no. not mm. paid off your paid any credit card debt. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And so I think yeah. that accountability aspect is really, really critical. And I also like that in your case, you kind of had a number of things that kind of fell into place that got you thinking that I can put this money towards my debt. So you got the um, refund from your security deposit, you got the insurance money back, and that kind of helped as a catalyst to get you um, started. So yeah, let me ask you a couple questions about a mindset, because I feel like the way you think about things really determines that's the foundation and that determines how successful you're going to be with your money. And when you've got those refund checks, right, you could have very easily gone shopping to prepare for your trip for China. You could have spent it touring China before you got started with work, (laughs) but you decided to put the money towards your, your debt, right? So what was going on in your head, you know, from a mindset, from a personal perspective of the change that you wanted to accomplish, what were you thinking? And what was the thing that was really motivating you to get on this journey? Wow. Um, man, it's a, it's a lot of things. So I, I actually turned, uh, 30 in February. So I turned 30 while I was over here. Um, a lot of it is one I, and I think like a lot of people, I did not grow up in a household where money was talked about Mm. and well, not constructively money was talked about, you know, my mom would throw out a phrase like, you know, you know, my money's acting funny or, you know, (laughs) or, you know, like, or I just, I realized growing up that there were, you know, there were certain calls I was not going to pick up because they were creditors. So that's the type of environment I grew up in. I didn't have a a positive mindset on money, you know, like I didn't know that like a a simple thing, like I could actually be wealthy. Like if I save and invest and not spend everything that I, that I earn, I could actually build wealth over time. So one of the things was just changing my family tree, um, Mm -hmm. just breaking the cycle. Um, you know, when I do have a family one day, I definitely want to make sure that we start off on the right foot and that we're frugal and that, you know, my kids understand that they're not going to get everything 
just because um, they ask for it. You know, you have to work for it. You have to save. You have to give. You have to invest. So that's one thing is just really just trying to change my like family legacy. The other thing is um, when I came over here, I didn't want to go back having these awesome experiences, but still having all these bills. I was like, this is the perfect time to really, because the cost of living, like I said, is low. Mm-hmm. I'm able to basically live off half of my check and then send the other half home, which is like ridiculous to me. Um, but I was like, I have to just hone in right now. And if I can zone in for like three years, I could be done. And that's amazing to me. Um, just really zone in and just to like give people like a real sense of what's going on. Like currently I'm like 4,300 in credit card debt, mm-hmm. 2,400 with um, 2,400 down in undergrad loans and 44,000 in graduate school loans. And, uh, and I sort of regret going to going to get my master's by the way. Um, but, uh, but that's the, the hole I'm in now. But thanks to your program and thanks to just being around like what we call hashtag debt free community on Instagram <laughs> online, I can see, you know, I can see myself being out of this in like three years. That's if awesome. I just really just stay focused, stick to my budget, I, I think I can do it. And I hope I answered your question. I feel like I should be writing your questions down. <laughs> so I'm like, am I just babbling? But, no, you're not. And you know, I love that you, so there's a couple of things that you said just now, and I'm just recapping because I really love what you're saying. And one of the things you talked about was money not being talked about in your home in the, tem- in the sense of how you should be managing it, avoiding debt and things mm-hmm. like that. And you also talked about getting to, getting to China and having the opportunity of a lower, of earning money, but living at a lower cost of living, which gave you more, I guess more money to send home. And the thing that really stands out, and I think this is a lesson for everybody, is that despite the way money was treated in your house growing up, despite the conversations you had or did not have, you chose to take ownership and change your situation. And I think for a lot of people, um, they play the blame game. Mm, You know, I've had people tell me, well, my mom didn't teach me the value of a dollar or my parents gave me everything I wanted. And it's kind of hard for me to get past that. And I think it all boils down to the fact that you have to take ownership for what you want to accomplish in your life, because you're going to get to a point and everybody gets to a point where you cannot blame your parents for everything. I mean, you can blame them if you want, but then it's, you, you yeah, get to a point effective. where it's not yeah, help you. what are you going to do next? Because the things that happen next, the decisions that you, that you make next are not your parents' fault. They are your choices and they determine how successful you become. And also when you have opportunities presented to you, for instance, you are, you are now in this position where you're making more money and your cost of living is lower. What are you going to do with it? You have to, you have to be ready in your head from a mindset perspective to take advantage of those opportunities. And you're doing just that. And so that's really commendable, Diani, because um, Thank you. many people fail in that aspect. And so for those of you listening, this is motivation that, you know, if you are in the space where you're blaming other people for where you are, um, it's time to quit that and focus on the decisions you're going to be making going forward around what you truly want to accomplish in your life. And it has nothing to do with what mom didn't teach you, what dad didn't teach you, what society didn't teach you. It's about now you know 
where you want to get yeah. to, what are you going to do next? Um, yeah, I, I, it's amazing. Like, I feel like just two years ago, I like sort of didn't even really go to, didn't go to my parents, but I sort of internally like forgave them. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I feel as if they couldn't teach me anything. They didn't know themselves. That's I was true. like, my grandparents, my grandparents probably didn't teach them. So it's not a thing where my parents knew when they just, you know, withheld information. I just don't think they knew. And I've been educating myself for like maybe going on four or five years. And like I said, I needed your, I needed your program, something that was going to keep me on top of things every week. And it's sort of like, if you say, and I'm the type of person, if I say I'm going to do something and I'd like say it publicly, like you knew, you know, other people in the Facebook group knew, I was like, I have to show up and I have to do this. Like not only for myself, but I, the other people are looking at me too. So it's, it's sort of that thing where you also don't want to embarrass yourself in front of other people. So that, <laughs> that motivation helps is to, I mean, that's a little bit of what accountability is. It's like, yeah. you know, there's a person, you know, who's going to look at you and be like, you come on now, you say you want to lose 20 pounds. Why are you eating the chili fries? Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's the same thing with money. That's very true. And accountability is, you're going to, once you put yourself out there, then you're obligated to meeting what it is you said you're going to do. And people like me, I'm going to find you. I'm going to check up on you. I'm going to be like, Hey, you said you're going to do this. Why haven't you done it? (laughs) So accountability helps and it helps in every aspect of your life with your finances, with, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to get to that next level, it's surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you get to that next space. And your circle of influence is a huge factor in your success. And I kind of said that at the beginning, but if you're around people who are constantly telling you, you can't do this, oh, debt is good debt, or, or, you know, things like you're just meant to be broke, oh, you know, you're not Beyonce, you're not going to be rich. People who are telling you random stuff like that, <laughs> those are very random examples. But when you have people around you who are constantly telling you negatives and telling you why you can't do something, why you shouldn't do something, then somewhere in the back of your subconscious, you're going to start believing those things. And it's going mm-hmm. to manifest in the effort that you make because you're going to end up making a lot less effort towards the things you want. Because in the back of your mind somewhere, you're like, you know what, this is a waste of my time. I can't do this. Why am I wasting my time? I just YOLO. And so it's important to surround yourself with people who are going to help you get to that next level, who are going to promote you and say, yes, you can. You go, girl. I'm rooting for you. You can do this. And if you fall, they're going to help you get back up and they're going to motivate you and inspire you. And when you're by yourself and you're dealing with a difficult situation in your subconscious, you're going to be telling yourself, you know what? I'm going to get past this. I can do this. I can get back on my feet. I can be successful. I can accomplish my money goals. I can accomplish my life goals. And that is what you really want. So, Diani, you you had talked about, you know, how much debt you have right now. But let's let's talk about um, the flip side of it and tell us what progress you've made. So how much have you paid off so far? Um, Yeah. Or how much have you saved so far? Yeah, well, in January, I had like 53500 in debt, and I've been able to bring that down by 3000 in addition to saving $1,000. So, and I'm doing that, oh my gosh, my income is not that much when you compare it to the States, but I mean, it's, it's pretty good here in China, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, 
I'm elated that I've done that. Like, that's super cool to have done that in six months. And, like, so I've knocked out one, actually two, two medical bills, mm-hmm. one, two small undergraduate loans because it's, like, in a four-part group. And then I paid off my Chase card in May. So that was baller. I paid off $830 in one month, side hustling and saving. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I, it's, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. And I, and like I said, I'm addicted to seeing the zero balances now. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I want to go to the, I want to go to the great wall, but I'm like, I really want to pay off this old Navy card. Yeah. Like I'm, it's, it's really intense right now. So, and I love that you have given yourself a three-year plan. So you know what you're working towards and whoever is listening, it's really, really important that you create your strategy. So Diani has a debt repayment strategy and in her strategy is this is a three-year timeline to pay all this stuff off. And if you don't give yourself, if you don't create that strategy and you don't have that plan in place, you're not going to be able to see the end. The end is not going to be in sight because you haven't kind of like sat down to prioritize what you're paying off and kind of create your, you know, how much I'm going to pay every single month. And that's really important to do. And I love the fact that you're doing what you can with what you have. So Mm, you've paid off credit cards, a number of credit cards, you've paid off $3,000, you've gotten your emergency fund in in place, and you're making progress. You're not making a million dollars right now, you know, but you're still making the effort to do what you can with what you have. And one of the biggest mistakes people make is they're like, well, you know what? I don't earn enough right now, or I have too many bills right now. And keep in mind that Diani is paying bills in two countries. She's paying bills to live in China, and she's paying bills yeah. in the United States, and she's taking a good percentage of her income, I think you said half, right, to send back here to pay bills. So yeah. she could very well I say, you know what? Here. I could be out here wilding. Yeah, exactly. I could be out here wilding. Like, like, I could be eating in Western Western food. If you, I mean, Pizza Hut, McDonald's, all that. I mean, any sort of the Western food is way more expensive than if you just go and eat Chinese food every day. Mm-hmm. I could be out. I could be traveling so much, which is my love. I thought I was going to come out here. I thought last Christmas when I came here for three months, I had been here for three months. I had the opportunity to go to Thailand with some of my college classmates. Mm-hmm. And I had to pull out because I said, it's just not going to work. I was just doing my budget. I was seeing what was coming in, what was going out. I said, it's not going to work. And I'm not going to put any more on my cards. Yep. I said, I'm not going to do that. And I think that was actually one of the turning points to Bola. Like I made that decision right before I, I enrolled into the accountability program. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, yeah. You but, have to yeah, come in. I could be out here while, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you have to come in to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, you have to come in with the right mindset or you're not going to be able to do it. And um, I'm glad that you said that because it's important that people understand that it's not a program that fixes your finances. You know, it's not a, a diet that that it's not diet instructions that help you lose weight. Yeah. It's you actively taking the actions based on the instruction you've been giving. But in order for you to successfully take the actions, you have to make up your mind that I'm ready to do this. Yeah. So um, you're doing awesome, Diani. I'm very proud of you. I think I've said that a million times in the last few weeks. <laughs> no, I, I love hearing but, it from you. I mean, you know, you're one of my like finance sheroes. So this is awesome. But it's, it's so important. And, you know, 
you're going to be in China for a while, so you're going to be working your debt payoff strategy. And I definitely think that as you make those big strides, as you get closer to the end of those three years and you get to that big zero balance, you want to put it in your budget and, you know, at least do the travel that you want, because it's not all about, um, the journey might be a little difficult, right? It might be, you're depriving yourself of things, but the great thing about what you're doing is that you see the light at the end of the tunnel and it is temporary. It's for the next three years and time passes really quickly. You talked about getting to that point in, uh, 2015 where your car broke down and now we're in 2017, like time goes by so quickly and holy cow yep it does you're gonna get to the space where you're like oh my god it's the end of the three years i'm debt free and now i can travel i can go to the great wall before i come back and the thing about sacrifice is that once you get past once you get to the end of this debt repayment journey you're going to have learned so much your discipline is going to be at its highest level because you've been working this for three years and you can start to aggressively save money all the money that was going towards debt can go towards saving and investing and enjoying your life and you're going to be in such a different space from a lot of people you know because the unfortunate thing and dave ramsey says this everybody wants to be successful but not everybody will because people are not willing Mm. to give up certain things temporarily to get what they truly want and you're doing that so stick with it you know it's three years it may seem like a long time but it really isn't because six months have gone by so quickly and you're going to be debt free before you know it. So, yeah. And can I, can I mention one thing? Yes, go ahead. (laughs) So I have, so I got a new job, which I'm going to start in like six months. Yeah. I'm so excited. So I'm going to be working at a kindergarten and be teaching kindergarten. And the thing is, is that I'm going to be getting paid more and I'm going to have fewer expenses because they provide me with a free apartment and my apartment is literally next door to the school. So there's like no commuting costs. I'm just like, and, and that's another thing. Um, I'm just, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm over the moon right now. I, I just got so excited thinking about it. Like I was doing, cause I'm always like recalculating stuff. And I was like, I think I gave myself a 10,000 us dollar raise with this job. Wow. That's I was calculating like the fact that I no longer have to pay rent or utilities. And the three basic, biggest expenses we all incur, right, is housing, transportation, and food. And if I wanted to, the school provides three, three meals a day. If I wanted to eat, you know, local Chinese, Cantonese food, then I would actually be able to do that and could save on that. But the fact that literally my only expenses are going to be wanting to hang out and, and get some food, get my hair did. I still got to get my hair did. And... And like getting, you know, in like a metro car just so I can get into the city. It's about 30 minutes away from the the actual city. I'll be in a suburb. Like those are my main expenses. And I'm just like, I don't have to worry about my, where I'm going to live. I don't have to worry about a car. Like I'm going to milk this until, until I can't milk it no more. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. My mom may not see me for like 12 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then all that money you're saving isn't going to yellow living. It's going to aggressively paying off your debt. So it's going to help you accelerate your repayments. Oh yeah. Um, that's so. And that's, that's awesome. You have the right mindset about it. So let me ask you this. What has been your favorite thing about the accountability program? My favorite thing is actually the no spin weeks. 
<laughs> it was the thing I was dreading, Bola. I was when I saw that under week four, I said, Jesus. I was like, really though? I was like, come on. I was like, for real? I was like, Bola. I was like, seven days. Yeah. But what's funny is I've done a I've done a fast for 21 days actually. I had done Michelle Singletary's 21 day financial fast, but it was in like 2014. Her. Yeah, and I hadn't fasted since then. So I was like, I was three years cold. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's killing me right now. And it would always, and it would be, and it would always fall for me right after I got paid. Which is, I think that's a trigger for most people. Like, as soon as you get paid, you just want to like, you just want to just make it rain on everything. But that ended up being my favorite aspect of the program because I had to rein it all in. Like, as soon as I got paid... I would immediately go to like Western Union, send my mom the money mm-hmm. and so she can put it in my bank account and the rest of it, I couldn't, I couldn't spend it for like a whole week. And it made me pause. It made me really think about what actually is a need. What is a want? Mm-hmm. I mean, the most basic thing you wouldn't even think about, but it's like, it makes you think, what is a need? Yeah. What is a want? It makes you think about all the food that's already in your cupboards and in your fridge that you could be eating. It makes you think about the time that you spend shopping online and all this other stuff. Like it just makes you think about what's really, really important. So those weeks I called it like, it would be like a financial reset, like every month. Cause I would, cause it would happen every four weeks. I would just get, I would hit the reset button and I would just, hump, you know, just, mm-hmm be alone with my thoughts a little bit more and really understand that I don't have to spend money to be happy or feel fulfilled. Um, you know, it's like, I just, I needed those no spend weeks. So I'm glad you put them in there. I was dreading them at first, but now I love them. And I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to continue. I mean, I mean, I think it's just really good practice. I mean, the no spend weeks are just to help you take an assessment of your spending because spending can be di- distracting and spending yeah. is, you know, for many people who are trying to get their finances in order, spending, overspending is what gets you off track. And I always tell the ladies in the academy, listen, seven days might seem like a long time, but take it one day at a time. And if you can't get yeah. the seven days then start with one day and then two, day beca- two days, because um, for those of you listening in the, in the accountability program, I have a no spend challenge come around every few weeks. And it's just basically a way to put your spending in check. And so I tell them, challenge yourself to get through, if last time you only did one day, this time do two two days. And then the next time do three days and then four days until you can actually do the seven days. And when you reflect back on the fact that you didn't spend money, you'll be so proud of yourself. You really will. (laughs) And actually, you'll get to a point where you'll be pissed that you have to pay for anything. (laughs) Like, what was it? Um... I was, I knew I was going to have to pay rent just because the way that, you know, the payday and, and the way, the way the month fell, like the first Monday was actually July 3rd. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well I start, I start the fast for me on Monday. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to pay for needs, but you get to a point where you literally don't even want to pay for needs. You're like, <laughs> I got mad. I was at the Metro. They wouldn't let me get through the gate because I literally had to pay half of a Chinese dollar to get out of the gate. Cause I didn't have any more money on my car. So that meant I had to pay half of a Chinese dollar and then I had to re up my car. And I was just like, see, this breaks my streak. See, I was going to go five days straight. This breaks my streak. You, you'll be amazed at how like competitive you get with yourself. Um, about it. 
So yeah, I encourage everyone, everyone to do it. It's a, it's amazing. Oh, one thing I want to talk about was we've, you know, we've talked about six months, six months as me and Diani have been talking and the Clever Girl Finance Accountability, Accountability Program is a six month program. And a lot of people are like, well, why is it six months? And the reason why it's six months is because you need to give yourself time to build the foundation for your success. Um, you need to give yourself time to develop new habits, to ditch old habits, to develop consistency, to get your mindset right. And I think a lot of people um, want to change things about their lives and their finances, their career, a lot of things. And they get caught up in this whole overnight success. I'm just going to do stuff for the next couple of weeks and I'll be, I'll be good. But that's not how it works. You it took a long time for you to get to where you are. It took a long time for you to, you know, develop whatever negative habits you have or, you know, get into debt and whatever it is. And so it's going to take you time to um, reset that stuff. And building wealth is not a one month thing. Look at all the wealthy people in the world. Look at all the successful people. They have dedicated time and years and, you know, serious effort to their success. And anyone that seems like an overnight success, the only reason they seem that that way is because you're not privy to their backstory. And so, um, yeah, six months is, is, I think it's, it's a good time to set financial foundations for you to be able to then move forward and start putting everything you've learned into, into effect. And it's an adjustment. It's a life adjustment. When you come to, when you get to the point where you want to fix your finances, it's a life adjustment and you have to be serious about it. Otherwise you're not going to succeed. That's just, that's just the nature of the way things work. (laughs) I completely agree. I mean, which is, you know, because there were, there were times when I would be on and then I would get off and I would be on and I would get off. But now I really feel like in my soul, it's different this time. Like, I'm like, okay, I can really, really do this. I've done, I've knocked out, you know, these few debts so far. I can continue on this path. Um, so, yeah, like, and once, I think the I think the hardest part for some people is just, like, making the decision. Yeah. Because it is going to take a lot of sacrifice. But if you make the decision, if you write down a very clear goal or get a clear vision of what it is, you want to achieve it. Like, you don't want to go back, like, who re- I mean, who wants to be paying bills forever? <laughs> who wants to be paying off like who wants to be paying off the jeans they bought in two thousand five? Like interest. forever, like for real. Yeah, yeah like the cra- the craziest. I have no idea what I would put on my credit card. Sometimes I, I don't remember. Oh Lord, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, it's like I literally don't remember. And I know people are in a lot worse um, situation than I am as far as credit cards, but. But the student loans are killing me, too, because I'm just like, I almost feel like I went into graduate school very lightly, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's another thing I would tell people, like, don't just go to grad school thinking that don't go to any college, basically, thinking that you're just going to go and you're just going to get loans and it'll be fine. You pay it off lickety split. Did I just say lickety split? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I don't even know. Where did that come from? But anyway, um. I I had no plan, like, for real, when I got out. Like, I didn't go into it knowing that I was going to make X amount of dollars when I got out and having a plan to pay off the loans quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, 
that's one of the things that I've had to forgive myself about too. Like, yeah, it's done. You had great experiences from it. You got a lot of knowledge from it. You may not be actually working in that field anymore, but it's okay. Because I honestly feel like something that I'm doing right now with you is sort of like sharing a testimony of what's going to happen so far. I mean, what has happened so far, but when I actually pay off this $50,000, like think of the testimony I'll have then. So, um, so it'll all work out. It'll all work out. A lot of people are in your shoes with student loans and, you know, they feel like they regret taking certain loans out. They regret taking a, doing this degree, going to that school, but it's all about letting go of those money mistakes, letting go of any decisions that you feel were bad decisions and thinking about what you're going to do next. You can't let yourself stay stuck and be like, I have a student loans and I made bad decisions and just keep blaming yourself. Cause when you stay in that blame game, blaming yourself, blaming other people, you're not going to make the progress you need to make. And the truth is that you can get past your debt. You just have to get your head right, make the decision and dedicate the effort. And if you can do that and be aggressive with it, it's where you are now is a temporary situation. So Diani, you have, you've given yourself a three-year plan. Um, for those of you listening, it's about sitting down with that debt, looking at what it is, creating a priority for it, creating a strategy for it and getting aggressive and understand that this is a temporary thing. However, if you don't make up your mind to do it, then you're just going to go with the motion of your situation and you're going to carry this and look back in 10 years and like, oh my God, I still have that debt. And that's, if you think about it deep down, that's not really what you want. That's not what you want at all. Um, but if you want to get what you want, which is to become debt free, you have to create a plan. You have to create a strategy. You have to say, you know what, I'm going to do this no matter what you have to decide within yourself and you have to be ready to get uncomfortable. And I feel like in your discomfort is where your biggest learning is. And when you get those big lessons, then you have, you know, what happens is that you start to, you start to have big successes because when you take what you've learned and you apply it to what you don't want and what you want to accomplish, then the success starts to happen. But you have to decide. You have to decide that you want to build wealth. You have to decide that you want to get rid of your debt. You have to get uncomfortable. And I I can't stress that enough. I say this to all of my one-on-one coaching clients. I say in the academy, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to want it bad enough. And no matter how big your situation is, you can get past it. So, Diani, for instance, you, when you decided that you wanted to pay off your debt, you didn't know you were going to get a better job. You didn't know that you were going to get a job that pays for your housing and offers you meals and all these things. But one thing you did know was that you wanted to become debt-free, that that's, this is what you want to do. You want to get out of debt. And because of that mindset you have, right, you yeah. put yourself in a position where you actually applied to get a pay, better paying job because you didn't have to. You could have stayed comfortable and been earning what you're earning and been like, you know what, I'm just going to pay the minimum payments. But you have made an effort to find a better job and now you gave yourself a $10,000 raise, which is a huge deal in your, yeah. in your, you know, in your, on your path. And that is what I mean by making up your mind, learning the lessons, taking what you learn and applying them, and then you start to reap the successes. So again, great job, girl. Okay. Thank you. And you know, I've been, oh, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. And you know, I've been reading like a maniac as well. (laughs) Um, 
some of the books and guys also like the accountability program I mean, you get weekly worksheets which are you at first you're like I really don't want to do this but it helps you get so much clarity <laughs> um the no skin weeks and the book recommendations so some of the books I've never heard of and I started reading them but I read 16 books in this first half of the year wow and yeah and a lot and a lot of it was working on like the mindset and what you were and of a lot of the authors we're talking about just like the power of focus the power of just making that decision mm-hmm. and there is something in that when I decided that I was just gonna go do this like a lot of things have just been like working out you know um yeah a lot of things have just been working out you know I would and if you prepare yourself opportunities will come to you like literally a week I just kept for some I had it in my in my like first quarter goals to really, um, fix my resume and fix my LinkedIn account. A week after that, I got a side hustle that earns me 200 us dollars every month now. That's awesome. You know? So it's just like, and then another side hustle because I had fixed, fixed my LinkedIn and my resume, someone else had literally put on a message like, Hey, we need a substitute teacher for this day. I go in, they actually didn't need a substitute teacher. They wanted a teacher to continuously come in every week. If I didn't, if I wasn't able to send my resume right then, I probably wouldn't have gotten that gig as well. So you really do just have to like prepare yourself and apply yourself, like you're saying, and opportunities when they arise, you'll be able to tackle them head on. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Yanni. I know I've taken a lot of your time, <laughs> and it's like almost eleven I, I p.m. in China, with right? Ebola. <laughs> it's almost Wait, 11... again? I said it's almost eleven p.m. in China right now, right? It is. That's not a problem. I've been staying up too late these past days, but. Well, thank you for sharing your story. This has been awesome, and you know, I think it's really going to motivate people who are listening. And it's not about earning a million dollars. It's not about earning six figures to get your finances in order. It's about making the decision and doing your best with what you have right now and using your best to open the doors for more opportunities in your life. Um, so Diani, tell us how, um, we can keep up with you. Where can we find you? You know, folks are going to find me in China. <laughs> no, but um you can hit me up on Instagram. Um so I'm at wise woman wallet W I S E W O M A N W W A L L E T. So it's spelled how it's literally spelled in the dictionary, wise woman wallet. Also the same email address, wisewomanwallet at gmail.com. And I'm blogging too, wisewomanwallet.wordpress.com. And I'll be putting all of that information in the show notes so you guys can go follow Diani on social media and check out her awesome blog. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. I appreciate you and I'm so proud of you again. And I love the progress that you have made. And I'm going to be checking in on you to see how you're doing. <laughs> so this is not the mm-hmm. end of our relationship, girl. You're stuck with me I forever. Know. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. No, I'm serious. I know. And I love that. I'm just like, I need, I mean, you, you've been such a great cheerleader. One of, you know, the many cheerleaders that I found online. It's so awesome. Um, thank you so much for the support and I will make you, I will continuously make you proud. Yay. Awesome. Thanks, Diani. 
So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening into my conversation with Dioni. I am so proud of the progress that she has made and I can't wait for her to share the fact that she is debt free with me in the future and I think she's on the right path. She's doing everything, surrounding herself with the right influences, including what she's reading, um, creating a plan to get out of debt. She has a three-year plan and going out of her way to make sure she's doing everything possible to make her debt freedom real, including getting a better paying job. And so I am really proud of her and I really hope that you enjoyed listening and this was motivation for you in some way. And if you have a personal story and you want to share it with, you know, share it on the podcast, send me an email, info at clevergirlfinance.com. I'd love to have you on here to share your money story. And um, yeah, so I hope you guys have enjoyed listening. If you want to learn more about my academy um, that Dioni is a part of and that we talked on, talked about during this podcast, head over to clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and you can check out what's going on there. It's an awesome community of women who are on the same path when it comes to, you know, where they want to get to with their finances, becoming financially successful, becoming debt-free, building real wealth. And we have weekly challenges and worksheets, and it's all about helping you set the foundation to be successful with your money and also helping you to take the actions you need to achieve that success. So it's clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. And finally, be sure to head over to the website, clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there as well so that you can keep up with all the awesome content I'm creating on the site too. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye.